back. Welcome back. We are back today. We are the Paranormal PD. Yes. I am Matthew. I'm Dallas. And we're here with another amazing episode. Everything about this episode is going to be paranormal. <laughs> Everything. Is it though? Especially our social media, which oh, are paranormal. They are pretty paranormal. In fact, they have paranormal in the name. They do. That says enough. That yeah, does. Our we got Instagram. a paranormal Twitter. Oh, wait. What do you want me to order. start with? Twitter? Paranormal Twitter. Okay. Twitter, the paranormal PD. We have a paranormal Instagram. Paranormal underscore PD. We now have a paranormal TikTok account, arguably the most paranormal platform. The paranormal underscore PD. And we have a paranormal email. The paranormal police department at gmail.com. Folks, I just want to point out my favorite part about all of these is how none of them have the same handle. It's a yes. different handle on every single we have, social media. We can't make it easy to find us because the no. US government is going to track the us. The government will find if us. We they made it all one username. We'd be a sitting duck for them once we start taking of off, you know? We'd be in a ton of trouble if we, we did that. Come off. Now, we look like we're four different entities. They don't know yeah. what we are. They can't put their finger on us. They can't get to us. We can also keep evading taxes. That's exactly. pretty good. That's four different registered LLCs. <laughs> Is it, though? <laughs> I don't think we're even a registered LLC. They're not, but not oh, yet. Okay. That's Very the good. point. Very good. Well. Yes. Should we get straight into this today? Should we mess around a little bit more? What do you want to do? I'll, I'll start us introduction. Okay. Today is an amazing case. Arguably the best case we've ever done. Okay. You say okay. this every time. Yeah. Because we just keep getting better and better and better. I like that. That's true. We got to go to the most paranormal place in the world. Yeah. Australia. Is that actually the most paranormal place in the world? Yes. Because it doesn't exist. Where is this coming from? You've never heard that Australia doesn't exist. I feel like I have now that you're mentioning it, but it's not something that like would be at the front of my mind when I think of <laughs> Australia. I think I think of like a kangaroo. Okay. Well, they're pretty paranormal. That's true. We don't really know how that works, do we? No. So or where they came from. I'm just saying. Okay. Australia's pretty paranormal. It is. I'll give you this. Well, uh, for the sake of this being a really good episode, I think I'll give you it's it's paranormal. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to set the scene for you a little bit. We're in Australia. Melbourne. Ooh. Okay. Is that the capital? No, it's not. Oh, okay. On April 6th, 1966, the greatest year known to man, England won the World Cup that year, so it's a great time in the world. Okay? At approximately 11 a.m. on April 6th, which is a Wednesday, students and teachers from Westall High School, which is now called Westall Secondary College, Secondary college. Yeah. Okay. Don't ask me why. Uh, okay. I didn't research that. <laughs> <laughs> why they changed the name. Probably because of this case. Probably, actually. Well, they they kept Westall in the name, so. I think, I mean, is that not like the little spot that they're from? No, it's the, yeah, it's like a suburb kind of yeah. area. So, students and a teacher of Westall High School reported seeing a flying object. Like dun, a bird? Dun, dun. Oh my goodness. It was like a bird, basically. I believe is what they saw. Shh. Listen. It was described as a gray or silvery green flying saucer-shaped craft with a slight purple hue. And it was about twice the size of a car. Okay. okay. Now, a lot of people have heard about this case. Right? That's just... I want to just give you a inf brief introduction to it. Okay? Yeah. 
There is over 300 witnesses to this incident because they're all the school. Granted, a lot of them are kids. The teachers. Were kids. They're not kids anymore. They were kids. They're in high school. Do you trust a high school kid? If a high school kid told you he saw a UFO, would you trust him? I don't really trust anybody that says they saw a UFO. What if 200 plus kids showed up telling you they saw a UFO and they had the same story? So that's what's bizarre about this case is the fact that there were so many witnesses. And I know you said, you know, people might know about this. I actually bet a lot of people don't know about it because this is more of one of the cases where if you're actually into studying UFOs and things of that mm-hmm. nature, yeah, you've probably heard of it. But if you're not, you you probably have no idea that there's a case with this many eyewitness accounts. A lot of people don't realize that. No, they don't. And the main witnesses that have come out and talked about this have been the teachers, actually. Specifically, one of the science teachers and then the head, uh, like the principal of the school, the headmaster of the school. Yeah. Th- those ones, they've been very, um, very vocal about that. So, like I said, basically a bunch of kids and teachers saw this. Um, I want to, I'm going to recant the story of Mr. Greenwood, who is a teacher at the school. Was okay? that the, um, science teacher? Yes. Yeah, this is this the science is a... teacher. So Interesting, he actually re- went on, um, a TV show and record, or a, it was like a, it was radio at the time because it was back then. And he recorded this story and he hasn't changed his story. Um, and it's, you can find the audio on YouTube, which I actually have a clip of. Is, is he still alive or has he passed away at this point? I can't really find it because he doesn't really like have anything about it because he's just a teacher who gave this recording. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, I have it, to they brought that. it up. They they re brought up the case. It, it got it got really it came back into like popularity about two years ago in Australia, and because it was the fiftieth year anniversary, like recently. Okay. Or a few years ago, it came up, and um, he he gave another quote then. So as far as two thousand sixteen, he was doing good. Oh well, that's good then. Yeah. So I can't. I don't know, but basically he was in his classroom and it was first some, basically a hysterical child, a hysterical like student comes running into his classroom and told him there's flying saucers outside saucers. Oh, not just one saucers, not one. They're getting a little saucy. He said, so, oh, sorry. I have. A little thing I forgot to add. This is a dual. This is Mr. Kibble and Mr. Greenwood. So Mr. Kibble's another teacher there. Okay. So these are two teachers that are recounting the story together, basically. So Mr. Kibble said he thought the student, the, like the child had become deranged or, and kind of brushed it off as something he didn't take any notice to, of, like kind of, you know, like, ah, whatever. Sure. There is kind of blew him off. I guess. I mean, I, I feel like if somebody would have said that when I was in school, I probably would have went out to look because nobody really says that. Like, why would you just say that? Yeah, but if you're a teacher dealing with these kids every day and like, that's let's true. say like, probably say some weird y- stuff, you got a yeah. kid that's like one of these kids that jokes around, not a good student. And he's running like, hey, there's a UFO outside. That's true. Like, you'd be like, okay, dude. Like, sure there is. Huh? When you were in primary school? Yeah. Was that I was a were? rambunctious little child. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he kind of didn't take any notice of it, but the child kept insisting. He's like, no, there's there's a UFO in the sky. You need to come and look at it. So he was like, ah, you know what? I guess I will. He went outside and he noticed a large group of children staring towards the northeast area of the school grounds. As he approached them, he heard everyone kind of saying, hey, like pointing in the sky, 
um, like saying UFO, and he looked up and saw a UFO hovering close to a power line. Mr. Greenwood described it as a round silver object the size of a car with a metal rod sticking up straight in the air. Like an antenna? Maybe. Like an antenna. Okay. Um, Mr. Kibble, the teacher, then told him that five planes suddenly came around and surrounded the object, which I thought was interesting. Like, like regular pla- planes. Like regular planes. Like he identified these as like normal planes. So they surrounded the object. Um, and this was a, more people start gathering to the scene. They start coming. And he said they kind of did like a cat and mouse game, you know, in the air. But these yeah. planes, so these planes are doing like everything possible to approach the object. Um, but then they would avoid collision. So they would like kind of go close. Then the object would move towards them. And they'd back off. Plus, if you think about it too, if the object is like hovering, mm-hmm. I don't think in the 60s they had anything they could do that in terms of planes. No. The, I mean, stationary. I mean, the earliest, how would like, you do that? The Harrier jet that can like hover if I'm correct. Yes, yeah, it's a Harrier. And that's yeah. what, 90s, 80s around that time it started? Maybe I honestly couldn't speak to it, but definitely not the '60s, and definitely yeah. not a capability that they would have had then. Oh, unless yeah. it's the, uh, unless we're talking the American government being out there with planes, we <laughs> don't know what they had. But I can oh, tell you, the Australian government on. doesn't have anything crazy. Don't jump to conclusions yet. <laughs> okay, I love this. Then, <laughs> if the American government got involved, you know what's legit. So he described it as the most amazing flying he'd ever seen in his life. Um. Like he said, they every time they would get close to the object, the object would slowly like accelerate and then decelerate and then rapidly accelerate, then rapidly decelerate. It had moving patterns that was unlike anything known to man at this time. Um, so they're playing this cat and mouse game for about 20 minutes when eventually the UFO just shot off and vanished within seconds and the five aircrafts are left standing there. Isn't it weird how this is like a, a common concept in all these stories? Yeah, it is. I mean, this is the 60s. It, I would say that idea wasn't as widespread as it is now with mm-hmm. like some of the videos that the government's come out with. I don't know. It's weird. It is. It is. It is. It is. So the object flew away. The planes fly away as well. Now, that was one reporting, okay, from the teachers, what they saw. So other students had reported seeing three objects and some had reported seeing five objects Mm, now, like a pack, like a pack. So I don't know if they could be mistaking for the, the planes and because they're kids, they didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Good point. But a group of kids that about maybe, you know, 200 or so reported seeing three objects land in their field in the Northeast corner. I have a little diagram that actually one of them drew right here okay if you want to take it and you can you can read that for people yes yeah, so let's see here it is a picture labeled it's, the it's Westall a ufo it's a drawing it's a drawing one of the uh, students did yeah so the top part says a perfect circle of flattened grass approximately five to six um, meters in diameter and it looks like yeah they have that drawn Grass in area was about knee high, so they were estimating about 0.5 meters, according to this diagram. About one or two feet tall. Yeah. Grass around the peripheral of circle was twisted clockwise. I think that was interesting. That is kind of interesting if you think about like maybe how it takes off. I yeah, don't know if, I don't it, know if it turns or yeah. it lands and it's counter- exactly. or clockwise or counterclockwise. And then three small areas within the circle, um, I think that says where there's dirt, maybe... 
some sort of like so, landing. So they found the stu- some of the students found this after the incident, and they said they thought they saw the the uf one of the ufos land in the area so yeah. they went out there and this is what they found and drew that is weird so that's very weird i i was like okay that's interesting like i said there's there's so many witnesses they have a lot of different accounts to how many objects they saw yeah just from my interpretation of what i've seen from reading it i think there was one and the others were misidentified as other objects yeah possibly i mean but you also look at like the david stevens case um the david stevens abduction where from one a bunch of other ones flew out you know Mm -hmm. and and it appears that they were traveling in packs then you also not traveling in packs per se but that's just the best way i can word it right and then even the uh, military says there's like multiples of them out there Mm -hmm. then there's that other um UFO incident that occurred in Michigan over Lake Superior, where same thing, multiple crafts. Yeah. It, it, it started as, as just one radar blip, and then like three, and then five. Like I don't know, maybe this it is a thing. Out. Maybe so. A, one of the, the some of the students that gave an actual statement, they gave the statement to the teachers there. So this is all kind of like secondhand from the teachers, where it said, um, "Well, the object, one of the objects that they saw." Uh, disappeared behind the trees um, in the northeast corner of the school. About 20 minutes later, the object reappeared, climbing at speed, like a rapid speed, and departed northwest. Mm. And then some of the students said that the object was being pursued by five unidentified aircraft, which could be the the fighter jets that were yeah, yeah, seen there. Like we were mentioning. So, like I said, there's there's a lot of witnesses that have stories about this. I kind of, I, I think the... Teachers have the best ones. Their first-hand encounters. Yeah. I really like that. Now, what is interesting is immediately after the UFO was reported in the sightings, men in black showed up. Oh, man. They always show up. Government men in suits converged <laughs> on the area and went to the schools and all, and around the local witnesses and were telling everyone, you shut your mouth. <laughs> This didn't That's what happen. they always say. You mention this and you're gone. You know what? When they come and they and they say that, yeah, that makes me feel like it did happen. That makes me feel like it definitely happened. I that's what I think. You know what I'm curious to know, and I don't know if you would know this, and it's not something that I would expect oh, I can you get to that research. Job? No, oh. actually, <laughs> that's a good question too. We should research that. But I wonder if there's some like uh, military base around Westall. Well. Hold your horses, sir. Okay. I didn't know if that was something you would research. We got a lot to go through still. Okay. Okay. So one of these witnesses, um, this this person didn't witness the incident, but they were in the area and they saw these suits. And they they said, reported these suits stated what the students saw was part of a (laughs) secret government exercise that for national security reasons, they were forbidden for discussing it. (laughs) Okay. So. Why though? Like what kind of national security issue could arise from that so there's one possible explanation which a lot of people kind of think this is what it is like the answer but there's um there's a program that was a joint u.s and australian initiative okay (laughs) jesus the u.s government's involved now they're always involved maybe they're the aliens could be could be they say tall Um, whites run the uh white house so it was it's called the hibble program 
It was a joint U.S. and Australian initiative to monitor atmospheric radiation levels using large silver balloons equipped with sensors. Yeah, I, this was, I bet that's what it was. This was going on between 1960 and 1969. So, Explain Roswell then. They're trying to say weather balloons again? <laughs> I'm sick of this. There's been a lot of weather balloons in the media recently. I know. I don't know. And they shot them down, and it didn't look anything like a freaking flying saucer, did it? No, it didn't. So... The documents of this uh, joint task force, if you would, were held in the National Archives, uh, like former Department of Supply, indicated a test. They indicated one test launch from Mildra, which is around the area. Okay. And it was blown off course and came down in Clayton South, which is a paddock near the high school. This is a little too convenient. That's This is what I was thinking. So... That's kind of, you know, they said it. that's what everybody saw, and that's what everyone's in hysterics about. Um, it said the balloon hovered over the area, and it landed in an area known as the Grange behind a grove of pine trees before taking off again and bearing pursued by several light aircrafts in the side. Which wait, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is a weather balloon that can take off, that landed and took off by itself. No, dude, I don't believe it. That is not how a balloon works, first of all. That is not how a balloon works. I'm not on, I'm not on board with this. So what's interesting is there's a missing memo in this report. Um, That's been redacted or what? And... The missing the memo for the report is a launch for, that was scheduled for April 5th, 1966, the day before Westall. And let's just say there's no documentation of it. Wow. But there's documentation of four other launches on that date. Launches of what? Weather balloons. Weather balloons. Okay. But the day where they're saying, oh, we launched one from here, basically, doesn't exist. So what they're basically saying is, is yeah, we, we were supposed to launch our weather balloon, but we didn't. But we did, though. Is that accurate? <laughs> is yes. that basically accurate as to what you just told me right now? Yes, that is. Okay. So that's kind of the whole story. Okay. I want to... I have a picture which is allegedly from this incident because I don't... I You'll see it and you're like, <laughs> I don't think that's an actual picture. Okay. But it... it you know, it's a little... <laughs> it's a weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably fake. That's more than likely fake. <laughs> From my understanding, too, of this story, um, if I recall properly, I thought that the science teacher had snapped pictures of it, and then the men in black like came and took the film or something of, of that nature. It wasn't a science teacher. It was one of the teachers said that he took pictures. And that's what that picture was meant to be. Th but I'm like, no, it. that's that's not it. Um, yeah, there was some uh, controversy around that. Yeah, so they took a lot of stuff. They basically told everyone not to, you know, don't talk about it, don't take images, don't do anything of it, that kind of measure. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, look, here's a weather balloon, okay? Yeah, there's just, there's just no way. It's just not even similar. It's, it, the only thing I think it matches is the color, the mylar, and probably you know, the shape of it. Maybe from below, it could look like a saucer ish. Maybe if it got like, well, you know what though? They say flying saucers fly like 
if you think of the the saucer facing right side up, it actually tilts 90 degrees and yeah. flies in that direction. Yeah. So in that case, I guess you could say that, but it's still, I feel like see, you would look, notice the difference. That's kind of tilted. If you couldn't see the balloon up there, that would look pretty UFOs-ish. Kind of, but how would you not see the balloon? The balloon's double the size of the damn Well, thing. so what people are saying is the rod that they saw that was sticking out the top was the balloon's capsule that... Punctured it? That either punctured it or if it was like it was a translucent material. Let me tell you what I have an issue with with that, though, is if that was the case, how come we didn't recover a weather balloon or did we? We didn't get anything. Well, in Roswell, allegedly, they recovered a weather balloon, right? Allegedly. I don't I don't know what I think, but at least they had something there to be like, hey, yeah, look, this was the thing. That was the thing. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They didn't have anything. And they also said it took off again. <laughs> yeah, that's my issue as well. A weather balloon just don't work like that. Yeah. Look, I can get why you're trying to hide it all. All right. Um, I was listening to something recently. There's a um, ufologist. Well, not ufologist. He's more of a journalist. His name's James Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, he was recently on Joe Rogan. And they were they brought up a great point at the end of their episode, which was more along the lines of like why this shit isn't getting released. And the whole point is, is like, there's no way to do it where everyone will be on board. And why is it like, why do we have the right to release it if other countries' leaders don't think that their people can handle it? If we come out and say something and the U.S. government is like, yes, no, this is real, that's going to cause a problem worldwide. Yeah. What if Russia does it? What if China does it? You know what I mean? Like, and we don't, that's going to cause a problem over here. So there's no way to like, well, yeah, there's just real, really no way to disseminate that information. It's a good point. It is a good point. Yeah. It was an interesting point that I really liked because I've always wondered why they haven't just come out and said it. There's a lot more politics behind it than we think. There is, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Trump would have said something. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I do. I think if they, they would have told him, that's what Joe Rogan says too, and I agree with him on that. Like, yeah, I, I could see that. <clears throat> his last, his last few months in office, he's like, oh yeah, he's like, fuck it, unless, UFOs, aliens are real. We have one. Here's pictures. <laughs> unless there's more to it, there might be, and he even understands like the national security risk. Yeah, it could be. The only way to know is for you to become president. No. Okay. I know well, I can do it. So. <clears throat> it's left up oh, to you. Oh, that's true. No, there's somebody else here that could. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to do it for us, Eric, and then you can tell us if they're real or not. And then you can hire us as men in black. <laughs> would, oh, would you? Oh. See? We'll submit our apps. We will. So, what what are your what do you think this is? Do you think it was a UFO? Honestly, yeah. I do think it was. It it kind of follows all of the um all of the similar cases that that we've been seeing. Well, yeah, my my thing that I love is the teacher describing it flying around, which you can't figure out, you know, yeah, how it works, how the the propulsion system works of the UFO, and then the thing just shooting straight off, you know, within the blink of an eye, like it's, that it's all lines like, up with what we yeah, see now. It's almost like it's playing with these the aircrafts. It's like yeah. it's going fast it stops it goes it goes slow and then it zooms and it stops and it goes back and it it's going in unpredictable movements yeah. with a propulsion system that doesn't make sense there's no trails they didn't report seeing like the uh the trails that you see from yeah. airplanes oh no you would have i mean you if it was a combustion engine or some sort of jet engine you would you would see some sort of signature even yeah you know with your eyes yeah and what i think is also 
you know, interesting is how obviously it's Australia, it's a different country, but now you have America, like USA, releasing footage of different UFO incidents where you see stuff on, you know, um, these whatever things they have, like, I don't even know what they're called. Like the, the um, instruments? The instruments, yeah. The ones yeah, that mean, aren't classified anymore. Like all the FLIR stuff you got. Yeah, and, you have yeah. that and you can see, you don't see any trails. You don't see any like signatures for engine, engine like a combustion yes, engine, like you and, said. and you don't see any heat signatures, which you would expect to see which, with an engine. Which like you, the America's releasing that for incidents that happened within the last 30 years. Yeah. Obviously, this is in the 60s. They probably didn't have that kind of a level of technology. But they haven't released anything about this. About Westall? Yeah. I mean, happened on, you know, Australia. Maybe that's their records. Maybe they've given them, like, the ability. And I think Maybe. we've already seen that Australia is a little bit more locked down than uh, the U.S. is. Yeah. Just in terms of how they handle things. So that's probably why. I see what you're saying, though. Obviously, we can only release a certain amount of stuff as well. I mean, with something that happened that's the 50 other plus years thing. ago now, they haven't even as much made like comments about it. Like, they haven't really made that many comments about what we're dealing with now, though. They've only just released sweep, a couple. I think they're just sweeping it under the rug. I think Could they're be. hoping people forget about it, and we can't let it. We can't let this story die. Well, people are gonna forget. I think a lot of people have. They have. That's why they got to listen to this episode so they don't. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it is it is definitely interesting. Like I said, I, I love the fact that it's it kind of follows the classic stuff that we've been seeing now. The other mm-hmm. thing that I wanted to bring up, too, that they were kind of talking about, you know, James Fox and um, Joe Rogan, is the fact that they are not even releasing all the stuff that they have right now. Because remember how we were talking about from when we went to AlienCon and they were talking about, like, all the sensors and how that's yeah. classified? How do you show other governments that? The reason why they're not releasing it to us is because they don't want the other governments themselves to see it. So you can't even create a plan. And whose job is it to release this info? It could be my job. I'm putting it for it officially. Are you? No, but I would. When Eric becomes president? Yes. So I have, I want to play, you know, kind of to wrap it up a little bit. I wanted to play the, um, the, the sound, the audio from Mr. Greenwood's interview. Okay. I gotta, you know, it's, it's not very good quality. This was recorded in 1966. Okay. Our, our editor's going to do, trying to do his best to make it sound nice, but I'm just going to play 30 seconds of it. It's a nine minute and 20 second interview where he's talking about the entire incident, uh, from start to finish, what he saw, his experience there, um, you know, the suit showing up. He talks about it all. I'm just going to play a small clip of him, what he sees, and describing what he saw. Real quick before he does that, too. Just to reiterate, this is the science teacher. Yes. And it was him and Mr. Kibble. No, so I got that wrong. Mr. Kibble was talking to him. I guess he's the radio host. Got it. Greenwood is the teacher. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So if you're ready, we'll play it in really fast. Please do it. Just 30 seconds of it. Not too much. Uh, 
that big object, about the size of a car, and resembled him a bear. So luckily you guys all grew up in Charlie Brown world and can understand that because that's pretty much what it would take. Yeah, it's like I said, it's not very good quality. We're going to try our best. It sounds like the parents in Charlie Brown that are talking <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the way they did the parents talking in Charlie Brown was with a fucking trombone. Yeah, but if you didn't grow up in the Charlie Brown era, oh. okay, let me... Basically, kind of sum it up. That's okay? good because I don't think we did grow up in the Charlie Brown era. So, if you're struggling to hear that, um, he goes out. He says that he went outside and he he looked in the sky and he saw uh, a silver disc. He said it was about the size of a car and it had a rod sticking up. Uh, he said it was in the northeast direction of the school, uh, by west, like over of Westall. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much where we cut it. Yeah, some of the stuff that we already mentioned. Yeah. That's just coming from him himself, which is interesting. Just hear you guys to make sure you know. I want to show you guys so you know. Just think we're making this up. No, it's it's cool. It's cool that you actually got to get like a clip that was probably on the radio at one point in the past. And it was actually quite hard to find that audio clip. I did do a lot of searching for that. Did you? Yeah, I saw that there was an audio clip available and it took me a very long time to find it. Well, thank you for your intrepid investigation, sir. Yeah, of course. Did a great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. What are your thoughts? I think it's Wrap real. It I think it's all real. Think so? I think it happened. Think so? Yeah. You don't think it was the U.S. government testing a uh, experimental vehicle? No. 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 Do you no, think no, that's no. possible? Not in sixty. <gasps> I just don't think we have that tech. Here's the reason why: a lot of the things that they came up with, like a long time ago. For the military applications, mm-hmm. because a lot of like our tech is from military applications. Yeah. They would come out with a civilian version that would make things better here. Right. Yeah. If we had the ability to like manipulate gravity and, and the ways it appears these, you know, these ships work, I feel like we would have been working at this in the private sector already. I, I just think if we had a propulsion system that would allow us to do that and maneuver like that 50 years later, we would have had something like that. If not more advanced than that. Yeah. And we don't. So that means we do not have it. And I don't think any other government does either because we've been quite the menace. And I think that Russia and China, if they did have it, well, we would have had some more serious issues. The only vehicle that we have that moves like that are essentially like helicopters. And not even that, really. But they can't accelerate <laughs> and decelerate faster than jets. And they can't fly that high. And they can't fly that high. And they don't zoom off and vanish. And they also look absolutely nothing like what we're talking about. And they're about. loud. Very loud. So that's like the closest we've come to a propulsion system similar to and that. And it's using air. And that doesn't doesn't add up. No. To what this is. No, it doesn't. So I think it's legit. I think you with that many witnesses, with that many recounts of it it's hard to say this didn't happen yeah i, agree and I don't with think you. it's a weather balloon i definitely don't either i definitely agree with you on that thank you that's all that's all i had today well thank you yeah, thank you very much for that we love the alien episodes i know you guys definitely love the alien episodes we'll yes. keep them coming thank you guys for tuning in every week it's we really appreciated appreciate it. yeah if you liked it leave us a like a review maybe yeah we haven't been helps. pushing the reviews but the reviews really do helps help. with those algorithms you know yes and it gives you guys notifications as well as yes. to when we post that's true 
Thank you so much for listening to today. Yep. And have a great night, day, morning, afternoon, wherever you are. How about all of the above? Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.